Today's gospel reading comes from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And let us pray. By sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is a story that is richly full of meaning, multiple meanings. On the one hand, here in Mark's gospel, we have another Jesus healing story. Although not a direct Jesus healing story, Jesus comes upon Bartimaeus. I always call him blind Bartimaeus. Must be somebody from Sunday school. He's not blind anymore. But Jesus comes to where Bartimaeus is. He's leaving Jericho. And all of a sudden, he's healed. But he's not healed in the way that Jesus does in some of the other gospels, like John, when he heals those of blindness. He doesn't spit in the ground, rub his hands together, rub them across his eyes. There's something different going on in this story. But it is, on the surface, a healing story. And it can stand as a healing story because healing stories in the gospel and for us as hearers today give us a glimpse both about the way that God continues to care for God's people and the ways in which it was demonstrated during Jesus' life that he was Messiah, the anointed one, even the son of God. But I think there's something more important here than just the healing of Bartimaeus' vision. There's a double meaning here. There's a deeper meaning here. At its core, at its core, this story and interaction between Jesus and Bartimaeus, or maybe more appropriately, between Bartimaeus and the work of God, is a story about call and discernment. It just so happens that in our small group book study that we're having here in the church, this last week, most of the groups came back around to this idea of discernment. And discernment's kind of a big, fast, fancy word for trying to figure out what God is doing and specifically what God is calling us to be and to do. And this is something that isn't always easy for the church of God to do or to get right. One of the ways that we understand discernment, one of the ways we understand coming to know the will of God in our own lives here in the Lutheran church is we look at it from multiple points of view. And interestingly enough, this story about Bartimaeus regaining his sight also has all of these things, these three most important parts of coming to understand how God calls us that we can take note of here in the text today. The first thing that happens, the first thing that we're really introduced to in the story is that Bartimaeus has faith. His faith is demonstrated by being on the roadside 
by knowing that Jesus is passing by him and by shouting out again and again, son of David, have mercy on me. And where did he get this faith? Where do we understand faith springing from? Well, we understand that faith springs within us from the work of the Holy Spirit, calling us and directing us as to what we should do, where we should be going, who we should be when we ask these questions again and again in our lives. What is the will of God for me? And how do I know if I'm making the right decision? There is at first an internal part to understanding God's will for us. And Bartimaeus here in the text is tuned in to this internal will of God, driving him to have faith in Christ and to call out to him in that moment. Son of David, have mercy on me. He is filled with faith. He is overflowing with faith. He is connected with God in a way that God is propelling him and pushing him to reach out to Christ. But it's not only and all about internal call. Notice the original reaction from the crowd. What do they say to him? What do they tell him? Be quiet. Shh. That's right, Debbie. Settle down. Quit bothering this man. Quit yelling after Jesus. It's not only about internal call. In the church sense, for those called into ministry, we sort of divide things into two separate categories. You have your internal call from God and you have your external call from God. And this thing and wearing this always gets wrapped up in this understanding of what you are called to do and to be. And that's good, but it's also unfortunate. Because the way that we look at life beyond just this, the way that we look at life for each and every single one of us that is a member of the Church of Christ, we should be understanding all the things that we're called to do and be in terms of God's call for us and how we respond to that. Bartimaeus thinks he is called, believes he is called. The others around him, not so much. You have internal call and then you have the external so I'll continue on with the example of those called into ministry. People are, feel this call into ministry and they go to their pastor and then they go before a candidacy council and then they go to seminary. And at some point, if other people don't think you're called to be a pastor, we as the church somewhat agree you're not called to be a pastor or a deacon or an organized lay leader or whatever it might be. And that can be hard for us to understand that it takes both the internal and the external. But realistically, we have this in the rest of society too. You might feel as though you're called to be a doctor and perform surgery. I would warn you, unless you have a medical license, you probably shouldn't do it. Why? There's no external call affirming it. But what Bar well, I almost went into blind Bartimaeus again. He has his sight back. What Bartimaeus demonstrates here, what he demonstrates here is that he has that strong internal call. And with that, he continues to pursue after God. And God not only changes through Jesus and his words, not only affirms what Bartimaeus is feeling, but changes the disposition of the crowd. Those who were shushing Bartimaeus only a moment earlier now have heard the voice of Jesus calling him forward, and they tell him, get up. Go, oh, get your things. Go to Jesus. He's calling you. Internal. The internal work of the Holy Spirit directing our lives combined with the external. The external members of those who also hear the word of God about how we should be conducting ourselves and living put together. 
And then we have call. And then we have direction. But maybe it isn't even all that simple. Because there's a third component that sometimes we leave out, which is very abundant here in the text. Remember, I said this isn't just a healing story. This is a call story. And the call stories that we typically hear in the Gospels are a little bit more simplistic and linear than this. Jesus walks by you at the beach. He sees you fishing. He says, follow me. Whoop, cast down your nets and walk behind him. Here, Jesus but only recognizes the faith of Bartimaeus. The faith that Bartimaeus has been given by the Holy Spirit. The faith that has been affirmed by the voices of those around him, internal call and external call. But then it still leaves us trying to answer the question. Actually, the original question that was asked of me by one of the members of the book study small group. How do we know if we got it right? You see, it's a lot easier for us to answer. Do we have the two boxes checked, which equal what we think mean call? Do you have an internal sense of where God is telling you to be? And do you have the saints of God in the church affirming or rejecting that internal and external? But how do we know if it's right? Because certainly time and again, people have thought that they were going with a decision that was in line with God's will. They have felt it in their soul and in their conscience and in their heart. And the people around them had said, yes, this is the way we should go. And then they get from the end on that journey from point A to point B, and they still have questions. How do we know if God has truly called and directed us to something? How do we know if God was actually speaking to us or if it was something else or something we just got wrong altogether? And here at the end of this gospel reading with Bartimaeus and the way that his story plays out, even in these short number of verses, we find our answer. And it's not about whether Bartimaeus goes on to live a happy, rich and prosperous life. It's not about if everyone was happy with the decision. It certainly isn't about all the similar metrics that we would use to decide if we made a good choice or a bad choice here in this life as people walking and living in the world. At the end of the story, Immediately, as Mark always likes to say, immediately, immediately. Bartimaeus gets up and he follows Jesus on the way. And that is how we find the answer to our question. When we come through moments of discernment, when we have felt God calling us to someone, when other people have agreed, other saints in the church of God have agreed with us that that's the way that God is directing us to go, either as individuals or as congregations, or as communities. But when we look back in hindsight, how do we know? The answer is this. Did that thing you felt called to internally, that thing that was affirmed externally by others, did that decision that we made as a church, did that decision that you made as an individual cause you to follow Jesus Christ as one of his disciples. And that's the only measure. That's the only line. That's really the only way to know. Because the story of Bartimaeus here in his calling, in his healing, in his moment, even brief as it is, of an absolutely perfect example of discernment showed to us and how it should work. Shows us that the bottom line result is always to look back and answer the question, by doing this, have I followed God? 
Not that I make more money. Not am I healthier. Not am I happier. That it caused me to live the life of discipleship that God has called us to. Because for each and everything that God calls us to, all of our many vocations, our secular or religious living, our lives as neighbors in the community with other people, our lives as members of the church here together gathered in this place as the congregation of St. Paul, our lives as husbands and fathers and mothers and wives and daughters and sons, and all of these various calls, when we think about, is God calling me to this? Was God calling me to this? Did living out that call mean living out your faith? Did it mean following Jesus? Did it mean walking closely with God? And in the end, if it did, then we were on the right path to begin with. Because that's what God seeks from us. That's where God directs us. And that's where God calls us. And sure, it's certainly a matter of faith sometimes. Always. But we can know. And we can pray for guidance. And we can pray for wisdom and understanding and do all those things as we are discerning and trying to understand, Lord, direct me in your will. Was it? Was it the will of God we were following? Is it the will of God we are seeking? Do we get up after our interaction with God, thinking we know where God wants us to go? And do we do so following him? Amen. Amen.